It's May and summer is erupting all around us. Birds are mating, butterflies procreating, and wildflowers are brightly announcing their readiness too. Trees are energetically soaking up sunlight and livening up the land with their canopies of fresh green leaves. Each tree arranges its canopy to take in as much light as possible, engineering an efficient design to concoct food from photons of light and water molecules, always making enough nutrition for the thousands of creatures who depend on oak for their livelihoods. And it is now that some species of deciduous trees are also producing flowers, planning ahead for the next generation. When we think of a tree in flower, we tend to think of cherry blossoms or magnolias, trees with big, bright, noticeable flowers. But every deciduous tree in the world produces flowers of some sort, a prerequisite for reproduction. Right now, it's impossible not to notice the eruption of white flowers on hawthorn trees, crowding along every branch, wafting out their sweet, musky smell to attract the flying insects who pollinate the flowers. But the flowers on an oak tree, by contrast, are easy to miss. For an oak tree does not need its flowers to be showy, colorful or sweet smelling. There's no need to attract insects for pollination. Oak trees depend instead on the wind to transport pollen from tree to tree. So its flowers are as small and as subtle as the tree is mighty. Each flower is green and inconspicuous, contained in a tumbling tassel of golden green called a catkin. Separate female flowers are even harder to notice, clasped close to the twig from which they emerge. Once the powdery grains of pollen that develop inside the male flower are ready, a gust of wind is all that's needed to carry them off. Each catkin releases more than a million grains of pollen, so each mature oak produces more than half a billion grains of pollen each year that it flowers. Such astronomical quantities allow wind-pollinated trees to overcome the improbability of a few pollen grains happening to land on a receptive female flower of another tree. The chances seem so low, but when the attempts are almost endless, probability of success is high. Each grain of pollen that makes its unlikely landing on a female flower has the chance to fuse with the ovule and the chance to form a new seed. Each fertilized female flower turns into a little bud in summer, develops into an acorn in autumn, each with the potential to become a mighty oak tree. But oak trees only blossom every three to five years. If every year there was a consistent quantity of flowers and a consistent quantity of acorns in autumn, then every year a stable population of mice, squirrels and jays would gobble up all the tasty acorns, leaving none left over to sprout the following spring. So most years these trees hold back. Then, every few years, in what's called a mast year, all the oak trees in an area flower abundantly, producing a glut of acorns the following autumn. The most amazing thing about all of this is that all the oak trees in a woodland or in a particular area synchronize this productivity with each other. No tree acts as an individual. 
creating an oversupply is pointless unless it's done collectively. It's a clever strategy between the trees to ensure far more acorns than what all the jays and squirrels could possibly consume. A guarantee of sorts that a good portion of the excess acorns will be forgotten about by the squirrels or jays who stash them away. So each spring following a mast year, lots of acorns are still where the squirrel or jay has hidden them, tucked away safely underground. As soon as the soil warms up a little, each acorn knows it's time to sprout, to chance the odds and have a go at life. Thousands of flowers turn into thousands of acorns, but only a few, if any at all, will go on to germinate and perhaps eventually grow into an oak tree. 100 years from now, when the world we know has changed beyond recognition, one of these acorns from one of the flowers from the fine oak tree that I admired only yesterday might just have managed to grow into another big oak tree. In 100 years' time, it may shelter butterflies, bees and moths, blue tits, tree creepers and owls. It will transform sunlight to sustenance for entire communities of wild plants and animals. Perhaps in 100 years' time, our ancestors too will stand beneath the great oak, grateful for its presence and wonder what the world was like back when the tree that grows tall over their heads was but a tiny acorn. <laughs>